Broadcasting from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Hey, David Strausser here with Shark Bite Biz. Thank you so much for listening. Today's show is obviously going to be very special. We're kicking off our very first interview series interview with a subject matter expert. And I'm open to all ideas for subject matter experts to talk about various uh, topics. If you have something you want to learn about or you have something you can share yourself, please reach out to me. Let me know. David at SharkBiteBiz.com. So for today's episode, though, you know, the pandemic has actually created new challenges for us to be able to reach our customers. You know, if you think back in March, every business, every region for business, subsidiary, mom and pop shop, you had your growth plan, you had your business plans, you had your your strategy, all that got thrown out the window. So... Today, I'm actually bringing in a good friend of mine, James Shea, who's going to be coming on here, and he's going to be able to kind of explain, you know, what we can do to adjust to be able to still reach your customers, whether they're business-to-business customers, or maybe, you know, you go straight to regular consumers, no matter who you're going to. What James is going to share is going to bring some very important value to you. Now, I want to mention, you know, this is going to be challenging, but it's not going to be impossible to navigate the waters and still be successful with your business during these times. But you will have to adopt much, much faster than you have in the past. I mean, you've got to think of it sort of like on-the-go training, okay? You, let's look back in March, okay? Back in March, most companies were operating out of a office, whether it's multiple offices or one central location. Now, all your employees are working mobily. That takes infrastructure, You may not have had that infrastructure to be able to do that transition easily. And you had to to move to, you know, relatively quick, work out the kinks and get people up and running so that your business could still operate. I have a good friend of mine, Rob. He works for the Social Security Department and um, the Social Security Agency, I should say, uh, administration. Oh my! Wow, three for three. Uh, so he works with the the Social Security Administration, and basically he's working from home right now, answering calls. That's something that kind of amazed me because government doesn't pivot fast, but yet they still were able to pivot within you know maybe a few weeks to a few months to be able to maintain some sort of level of service. And, you know, that's kind of the same type of pivots you're going to have to do to reach your customers. 
So, you know, without further ado, I think right now would be a good time to give an introduction to my really good friend, James. Um, you know, he calls himself actually the digital marketing Jedi, uh, but he's also the CEO of Cybertegics and you know, his company is really great and has helped a lot of other small to mid-sized companies, mom and pops, um, up and coming uh, businesses to kind of reach that next level. A little bit about Cybertegic is that they are a seasoned digital market agency located in Los Angeles that specializes in strategizing and the execution of online marketing for businesses in the area of Google, uh, Yelp, Amazon, and social media video marketing, which is extremely hot right now. Prior, though, to establishing Cybertegic in 2002, James actually worked at Nestle as its e-business manager and has successfully launched several online business ventures for Nestle. As a seasoned practitioner of digital marketing and a big nerd of technology by heart, James enjoys helping and seeing businesses grow through the innovative use of online marketing campaigns. So, without any further delay, Let's bring James on in here and uh, pick his brain. Reach your customer. Hey, James. Welcome to Shark Bite Biz. Such a pleasure to have you here. We're good friends. Go back a couple years. Why don't you start it out uh, by telling us you know, a little bit more about your background, what you do, and some of your specialties. Hi, David. Hey, uh, thank you for inviting me to your show and uh, recognizing my expertise to contribute my, my knowledge with your audience. Uh, my name is James Shea. Uh, I'm the CEO of Cybertegic. Uh, in my past life, I used to work for Nestle as their e-business manager. That's uh, many eons ago. Uh, and then uh, one day I decided with my knowledge, I should come out and start a consulting business to help uh, business transition and pivot online. And this is about 15 years ago. So ever since then, um, my company, uh, Digital Marketing Agency, has been helping a uh, customer basically client build their website online, and then, but most importantly, uh, use a strategic uh, advertising, actually from Google, uh, Facebook, social media, as well as YouTube, to drive targeted audience and traffic to the website to increase the revenue for the business. It, it seems like all that years of practice of doing things digitally, uh, targeting through social, it, it was made perfect for this moment, wouldn't you yeah. say? <laughs> yeah, and, and later on, I, I got to sh uh, share some of the uh, interesting story. You know, I, I think these, uh, this pandemic definitely speed up uh, business pivoting to online. No, certain things, certain technology that wasn't widely used now mm -hmm. has been widely adapted. And, and we're going to go into that later in detail. But yeah. I, I do want to share the, uh, the valuable tips to help business transition 
uh, quickly online during this difficult period of time. Yeah, and that, that, that's a really good point because what I've experienced in ERP is that you had customers, maybe they were doing 1,000 orders a day. Maybe it was 10,000 orders a day through e-commerce or EDI, things like that. And all of a sudden, you know, we're in quarantine, we're locked out, and one thing to the next, what happens is basically, you know, they go from that thousand orders up to 3,000, 4,000 orders a day, and they just don't realize how to manage everything or how to retune their existing stuff to work into this environment. Correct, correct, correct. And um, if you look, if the stock market is any reflection of what, what is happening in the real world. You see the stock price on some of the technology go company going through the roof. Amazon, for one, oh, yeah. all time high. Uh, Zoom, uh, video conferencing technology, went from uh, $150 to now $250 and still going up, okay? These are our indicator that during this you know uh, pandemic, during this quarantine period, people are going online, business needs to conduct online. So uh, as such, we see sales increasing. But when sales increasing, business internally efficiency needs to increase as well. That's why you were talking about the ERP. And internally, we don't have that strong enough ERP. You're gonna have a thousand order or 3000 order and you, you can't fulfill them. Uh, right. You just can't fulfill them fast enough. So, so um, yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, we, we should today, I, I know you, you invited me to share some of the tips about what the marketing trend is yeah yeah exactly can do I, I would love to share those yeah stories. if you could that's a perfect area to really start to dig in a little bit deeper what do you view you know the marketing trends are i mean just to set the table many companies including where i'm at full-time with vision 33 basically mm -hmm. our marketing plan for the whole year around March 23rd got thrown out the window. It's like this is not going to work. And we had to essentially redevelop a whole new marketing plan built around digital transformation. So what are you seeing that you're in that field as far as what companies are doing and you know what's working for companies? Where are they having successes? Okay. Um, so it really comes down to what type of business that you are in. And I'm going to categorize uh, into three types of business. Uh, and, and I kind of talked about how they should market accordingly. Right? You, you got the regular traditional brick and mortar business, like you have a restaurant or you have a cleaning shop. You know, what do you do during this pandemic? How do you market yourself? That's right. one type. And then you have the professional services business, like you know, like the ERP, Vision 33, or let's just say you're a lawyer, you're an accountant, you're professional right. services. How do you market yourself? And lastly, of course, is the e-commerce business where you sell goods online. They right. all should be marketed with uh, different strategies, okay, and different channels. So mm -hmm. let me dive into the, the first category. If today you own a restaurant and you you own a clean uh, cleaning shop, all right, mm -hmm. flower shop. Ideally, you need to make sure you're on Yelp and you're on right. Google My Business. Okay. Those are the two most powerful channels when people want to think about, I want to take out, all right? I, I want which flower shop should I go to that's near me? They will go to Yelp or they will go to Google My Business, Google and do a quick search to find- uh, I do that. I do that all the time. 
you know yeah. i i was yeah. living out in la with you where i uh, was lucky enough to meet you and now that i've relocated out to the philadelphia area it's like i don't yeah. know what's out here so when I yeah. want something, it's just Google. Um, I, I'm probably bad at it because I just use Google. In fact, I even just use Google Maps. Okay, I want yeah. Thai food. Where's the closest Thai food restaurant or the closest dry cleaner? And I usually go with one of the first three that come up that have decent ratings. Exactly, and then you look at the rating and the reviews, right? So those are the channel uh, perfect for uh, business that has physical store. Mm -hmm. Now, um, if you haven't claimed your account on Yelp or Google My Business, uh, you need to do so. It's free. Okay? A lot of business, uh, local business right now, they're scratching their head. I have no business. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows that they can take out an order online with me. What do you do? Claim your, your profile and make sure it's optimized, has photos in there, has video in there. Tell people what you do. So at least they know you're in, still in business and they can right. pick up a phone call and ask uh, for Uber Eats or whatever to that, deliver. That, that's yeah. been one of the, the toughest things too because of the quarantines, lockdowns, the weird nature that businesses are in right now. It's like, are they open or aren't they yeah. open? And yeah. it's been kind of confusing, especially mm -hmm. if you live you know, in a place that's close to one or multiple counties. You know, right. where right. it might only be three miles to cross into the next county, but totally different roles. Exactly. And, and to take this one step further, we, I see a lot of good practices now out, out, out there is that uh, in your profile, when you're describing your business, if you can emphasize that, uh, what are the safety precautions you're taking with your place? Oh, wow. Like, for example, you're, you're passing out uh, mask kits, hand sanitized kits. Uh, to the customer, uh, you clean your place every day or is that twice in a day. Google or Yelp? Yeah, in Google and Yelp, you can specify in there your cleaning procedure. How are you following a safety procedure? Wow, those that, are the that's crazy. People now will, will pay attention and saying, "Oh, I, I want to go to this place because they they're safer." And you know, I. I I do know that like big tech is going through a, an odd an odd moment right now where uh, they're under some scrutiny but i do want to kind of give them some credit because for things like that you know like you're looking at the temporary closer closing notices on google with yeah. different hours or the warnings that you're saying i mean they were able to roll that out pretty mm -hmm. quickly and allow businesses to actually get their info in there relatively quick weeks within this happening correct Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's pretty pretty incredible. So, you know, besides using Yelp, Google, I mean, what else do you think? You know, say your e-commerce distributor, whatever it may be, you know, a non-restaurant or well, this could work for professional services too, like lawyers stuff like that. What other ways do you think are are some good ways to drive traffic right now to your business? Okay, so we, we touch up on the first category of, of business, the physical store. Um, second type is uh, a professional business, lawyer, accountants. Yep. Um, what's very popular right now is uh, these professionals conducting virtual consultations using Zoom. Wow. Okay. Yeah, using Zoom, they say, hey, first consultation is free. We can do a Zoom call uh, very quickly, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and then I can, I can analyze your situation and 
and give you suggestion. And if you like it, then we, we move forward to the next step. So there, right. okay. So with Zoom, I want your opinion on this. There, what I just said about how big tech is getting scrutinized. Yeah. Zoom has a lot of scrutiny right now for being lax in security. Trolls jumping into the room, I've heard. Uh, I remember seeing an article where a reporter jumped in for a staff call on like another newspaper's uh, thing to report of layoffs and stuff like that. I, I've seen some crazy stories out there. Yeah. How confident should people be in an app like Zoom compared to you know, something like a Microsoft Teams or a GoToMeeting, things like that. Okay, so th of course this is my personal opinion and I'm not endorsing any companies. Oh yeah. Uh, but, uh, Your personal, <laughs> yes, put the disclaimer, James. Yeah, put the disclaimer. <laughs> um, Zoom is, a, is very well known now. Uh, everybody remember that word Zoom. Okay. Oh, so yeah. if you're going into a webinar or something that is not sensitive in nature you know yes. it's okay to use zoom you know you're just gonna uh, attend a class and listen to something that's okay but you're gonna have serious corporate meeting talk about who we're gonna fire or who, you know we're gonna lay it off <laughs> I, I would say stick to like uh maybe google hangout or go to meetings uh, webex so you, you view know. that stuff being a little bit more secure yet yeah yeah uh, okay but <laughs> i do think zoom now that their stock went up so much they should have the money to fix their security issues Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they they've actually have done it. I mean, I use Zoom intermittently for the company. We typically use Microsoft Teams, and um, I did notice like now you what they were doing was like with the URLs. They figured out a way to create the random characters to join random meetings. Yeah. Uh, now Zoom, you know, responded fairly quickly, and they put in a um, like a lobby so that you have to admit people into the meetings and stuff. So they do have some more security built around there. Yeah. But while we're talking about tech, okay, how can we use tech specifically, you know, in your specialty, okay? If you're trying to do uh, pay-per-click advertising and and things like that. I mean, that can be tedious kind of going through searching keywords. How can we try to automate that, you know, on our own or like how can a company like Cybertegic maybe help people expand that as well too? Yeah, well, um, there's different level of marketing. If just a uh, really basic level, like what we were talking about with Yelp and Google My Business, uh, most of the business owner could probably uh, you know, establish the account and try to advertise. Plus, it's free that way. Yeah, uh, but but if you're talking about you, you have a lot of product and your business kind of uh, complicated to mm -hmm. advertise, you, you do want the digital marketing agencies uh, to to invest your advertising dollars into it so you can get the proper return for it. What, okay, give us an idea, because I know uh, both you and I work with a lot of customers that are, that are the same. You know, they're the businesses that are going through the growing pains, going maybe from like small or ultra small up to the next step, they need mm -hmm. the next solution up. When you get into a company that's like, okay, you know, we can't handle this on our own. It's probably time that we start getting an agency. What type of budgets and commitments and stuff like that should a company be expecting? Roughly, I know it varies industry to industry, but like yeah. a, a good average, think of a mom and pop shop. Okay. 
So I, I would suggest to business, um, normally if you want a professional uh, agency to help in, uh, step in and help you advertise, give it about six months. No, normally minimum is three months of advertising. But now we're in the age of uh, big data and AI power marketing. Right. AI feeds on data. And if your advertising time is too short, it doesn't have enough to, uh, data to, to crunch on and it cannot optimize right. the campaign accordingly. Right. So my suggestion is three to six months. Advertising budget, normally do anticipate at least start minimum at about $1,000 and upwards. Okay, because a thousand, but but sorry, a thousand dollars week, month, per, day, per month. Okay, per month, per month. Okay, uh, that's the minimal. Uh, because if you think about it, uh, if let's just say in the world of advertising, we we talk about pay per click. Every time somebody click yeah. on something, you know, it costs you money. A thousand dollars really only a thousand click. And right. If you divide that by thirty days, that's only about thirty clicks a day. Thirty people. Right. Click right. Right. That's not too many data for the AI to crunch. So you gotta fill right. enough data, then the, the marketing agency as well as the AI in the back end can look at that data and make meaningful decisions how to uh, optimize the data to generate better returns. Now, a lot of companies like, for example, Facebook, okay? I know with just this channel, just trying to get some promotion for SharkBite Biz, you know, I'm looking at it and it doesn't really charge me, it seems, by um, click. It'll charge you more towards the audience size and the reach. What do you view as far as being better? If you have an option for audience size and making sure people see it or paying per clicks, which one do you put more value in? Um, you definitely, I think the primary focus is making sure that you're targeting the right audience. It's, mm -hmm. It's not really the audience size, but rather, are you targeting, talking to the right audience with the right message? Okay. And nowadays, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, yeah, they all give us a very powerful mechanism to target and find the people who want to find. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll give you an example. Uh, Hyper detail. Now that we're talking about professional service business, uh, one of my clients, and you probably know her as well, Elizabeth Yang. Oh, uh, actually, uh, sorry. She is the interview we're recording tomorrow for the episode oh, after yours. <laughs> great. great. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use, use her as an example. She, she's my client. Perfect. I want to use her as an example. It's yeah. Case. Elizabeth is an IP attorney before, right? Yes. But she's also understand divorce law. Yeah. Uh, during this pandemic situations, um, we saw a huge increase in the number of search for family lawyers. Due wow. to domestic violence cases, due yep. to divorce cases, sad yeah. to say. But as soon as we see this data, we quickly turn to our client and say, hey, you should shift your advertising budget from uh, intellectual property into divorce law or yeah. you know, uh, domestic violence. And sure enough, with the, the search that's coming through, her leads literally quadruples the moment wow. we started advertising. Wow. Now she went from uh, advertising one location to two locations, and now she had to hire additional lawyers because she's getting a lot of leads that's coming in. People are in help of a uh, question about divorce, you know, family issues and things like that. So, that's yeah, that's really, really interesting. And we'll, uh, when I have her on, we're definitely going to delve into that aspect of it as well, too. Um, I, I do want to ask you a question then as far as 
How do you see, though, like this goes a little bit to what you were saying with Elizabeth, but how do you see SEO and as far as how it's evolving during quarantine? Got it. Okay. Um, especially during this time, I, I many business have a couple of things in mind. One is cost saving. Okay. SEO, search engine optimization marketing, actually is perfect for cost saving. Uh, on the other hand, you have the choice. When you want to advertise on Google, you got the yeah. pay-per-click, you know, which is search tag, and then you got the product listing ads on there. And then to save money, actually, you want to be ranked on first page of Google naturally. So no matter no no, no matter how many times people click on that, it doesn't cost you money. So I, to answer your question, during this you know crazy time, uh, for business to save money, they actually need to actually invest more into SEO. And when they can reach the first page of Google, then uh, they will get a lot more traffic without having to spend a lot more advertising dollars. Is it worth it spreading it around into Yahoo, Bing, you know, or some of those other search engines? Or is it still like, hey, just Google? Yeah. So um, I hope in your audience, you don't have crazy Yahoo fan because I'm about to say, you know, don't waste your time <laughs> optimizing for Yahoo because their market share in the whole search market is probably like 10%. Uh, Google dominates. But couldn't that also be a niche market? Uh, because you look at the demographic of the people who still use Yahoo. Or yeah. the demographic are people who use Bing or some of the alternative ones out there. I mean, there could be value for certain industries which uh, with those niche audiences. Is that correct? It, there is. Um, but I, I like your contrarian thinking. <laughs> um, for me, I try just to help my client go for the biggest target possible. Oh, yeah. So, Google has most amount of uh, uh, customer over there. I'm gonna, we're going to help them rank in... Uh, Google and to drive the traffic. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's that's uh, great. To, to give you an example, we, we have a client. They're ranking on the keyword uh, gaming PC, and then the other client they rank on uh, best Korean ginseng keywords. And just those keywords alone, being in the top ten, we see tremendous amount of traffic and revenue coming right through just because they went to the first page of Google. So you know, jumping back onto the tech base question that I asked you with marketing. I mean, even with using an advertising agency like CyberTegic, is there any marketing tech tools that, you know, customers should look at? Maybe it's not that necessary solution, but they're all, you know, a group of ones that, uh, you know, are in the same boat that may be able to help them understand their data to be able to reach customers. Mm -hmm. On the very fundamental level, if the, uh, for our website, they should install Google Analytics, um, yeah. which is a free tool, yeah. completely free tool, and, and there is a lot of data and knowledge that it could gather and present uh, to, to the, the website owners. But if the data is too much for you to decipher, that's when you also enlist the help of digital marketing agencies to step in and say, okay, I see the trend, but what do I do based on the data that's presented for my business? So, that's what a digital marketing agency can do. You know, if you work business to, you know, you're B2B, okay? You're, you're a company that specializes in B2B or maybe some of the other things that are different now because everybody's work, well, most people are work from home. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. How does the work from home aspect skew things as far as getting the data? Hmm. Does it? Uh, I know that well, that's a surprise question for you. It, it could, uh, on the business level, I, I think it actually make us a lot more efficient. You think so? And we, we work a lot more. <laughs> I think I work 12 <laughs> hours a day now because all I do is sit in front of a computer. And then everybody think they they can easily get, uh, call me for a Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying more. I'm saying more like you're. <laughs> yeah, or an interview for a podcast, right? Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying. Brother, anytime. Don't worry about it. <laughs> thank you. So I'm saying more like think about um, you know like you're trying to get analytic data. There's tracking data as far as you could tell what companies are looking at your products, your sites, stuff like that, because it has those IP addresses uh, locked down and knows who they are. How much harder is it to obtain that data since those people that are going to be browsing at your stuff are doing it from their home rather than doing it from their business? Um, I, I think the sophistication of Google Analytics uh, and, and the tracking software out there, mm -hmm. regardless of if they're looking at it from their office or looking at it from their home, it, it could track and give you a rough number of the audience and what they're doing, right? So um, you don't think there's any lack, uh, like loss of integrity in the data or anything like that because of the, you know, the work from home? Uh, I will say probably minimal. Minimal? Uh, okay. In that case. Yeah, because as a marketer, we, we again, we also take uh, the data uh, at a grain of salt. We, we will look at it as 80%. We will never look at it as 100%. Right. We know data will, will, will be uh, missing during the transition process from one place right. to another. Right. But right. we look at the overall statistic probability. Mm -hmm. okay. But so I, I do think there's a lot of things that can be tracked nowadays. You know, for websites, Google Analytics. Now, you know, for phone system, uh, mm -hmm. because in, in today's uh, world, if you're still using the own landline, you right. can't track that much. Mm. Uh, there are companies like uh, Ring Central, uh, A by A, which yep. is the virtual IP. All, yep. all my employees right now are working from home, but customers still call our office line and you get yep. forwarded directly to the right department. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, right now, even uh, Microsoft Teams, for example, has... Yep pretty much like a phone system that's built into it with the extensions and stuff. And it'll forward right to my Microsoft Teams or most times I just get the call on my cell phone instead. There you go, there you go. And then the management on the other hand could look at the report and say, oh, how many calls the data picked up or how many calls did this employee picked up, how long was the duration? And those yeah. are data to be analyzed and, and you know, for the management. So um, we're pretty much running out of time right here, but I wanted to wrap up with one final question for you, okay? Sure. What do you think is the most important thing business owners, executives, you know, directors, managers should keep in mind as they're trying to reach audiences right now during the, the remainder of this lockdown period? and okay. post lockdown okay i think uh, uh, a, a trend that's going to be a norm to our life now is conducting business online right i see that and people are getting used to using zoom and using technology to conduct business so 
I will urge all business owners, whether you're a restaurant, your professional service, or e-commerce, you definitely want to implement uh, as much technology to create efficiencies within your business. Right. That's one. Two is um, look at your brand image online. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, right now, if you do a search on your business, can you find yourself? Uh, right. <laughs> and, and you have a good image on it. And if, if, if it says no, you need the help of a professional to redesign your website right. and then to find the right customers or traffic to bring to your website. Because right. COVID, uh, the, the pandemic situation, I think, is going to stay with us at least until the end of the year. And then right. going forward, by that time, we're going to be so trained and so used to mm-hmm. not touching each other. We probably yeah. won't touch each other for another two years <laughs> after this. Afraid. Not each other. Every time somebody want to meet with you, just we're going to say, let's just Zoom. Why don't we have this FaceTime on yeah, Zoom? Yeah, yeah. Do I have to go to the office? (laughs) There's some dangers in there. So so embrace the pivoting, uh, the transition, digital transformation of your business online quickly. We're seeing a lot of successful businesses successful because they pivoted online. Uh, oh yeah that's great that's great now if i i know it's been like what maybe a year year and a half uh but i believe you were the co-author of a book is that correct correct Correct. you want to plug your uh book real quick shameless Uh, plug thank you thank you Uh, so so i i actually have have a book uh because i know that a lot of small business um when they're selecting a digital marketing agency, they, they don't know what question to ask. And God knows there's a Los Angeles alone, there's probably a hundred thousand uh, digital marketing agency. Out right, there. right. So I purposely uh, created a book just to uh, teach small business owners what question to ask in, uh, in order to qualify a digital marketing agencies to pick the right partner, a partnering agency to work with because it's important. It's like a partnership. You're divulging all the sensitive information to them and you want it also to know they are capable to handle uh, a business in your industry. Yeah. Yeah. um, What's the name of the book? Yeah. um, I actually have it right behind me. Um, Oh. Yeah, it, it's it's called the uh, the expert profile volume five. It's conversation with influencer and innovators. Right. Yeah. So if any of your audience are interested, you know, uh, send me a text. You know, we'll, we'll send them a copy. <laughs> yep, we'll definitely we'll have James' information uh, in the description for YouTube and sure. for um, you know all of our podcast audio listeners. Uh, James, you want to give out your uh, email, website, or anything like that? Sure. Uh, my email is uh, james.shay at cyberteachit.com, and, and my website is cyberteachit.com. And, and if I can trouble you, David, when you put your uh, podcast up, just list my contact information on my website down there for people to see. Yep, yep, nope. I definitely will do that 100%. So, James, this has been a very informative I, I think it was a fun discussion, uh, informative, fun, because I love this stuff, and I know you're a great, amazing guy, and I'm certain that we're going to have you coming back probably like once a quarter to talk with us about uh, you know current marketing trends as we're going through this transition that we're in right now. Yeah, and, and David, uh, thank you. I'm really honored that you think of me uh, for your show, because... Uh, I really want to share my knowledge to help business doing this 
this, this pandemic time. This is what I know. It's yep. in my head. Uh, I, I can share it, and I, I believe it could help a lot of small business. So it's an honor for me uh, yep. to participate in your show. And oh, my, thank you, thank you. And anybody else that's interested, um, James also was uh, in a major publication somewhat recently. Was it Forbes? Uh, it was ABC News. ABC uh, News. Sorry, I, hey, it's so big. <laughs> ABC News, so you can check out his article there as well, too, about the current situation. So thank you, James, and we'll definitely be seeing you again, man. Thank you, David. Yeah, take care. Wow, that was a really great interview with James. We were really able to learn a lot. And some of the sticking points I got were about knowing when it was just too much for a business to handle internally. That's when you need to either hire somebody internally, like a data analyst, somebody like that uh, marketing person that can really comb through all the data you're getting, or hire somebody externally, whether it's an agency or a consultant or you know somebody like Cybertegic, in order to help you understand the data and the trends. The story that he gave us about the business um, intellectual property lawyer that ended up shifting priorities during the pandemic uh, to family law was pretty telling. Data doesn't really lie, and if you can decipher it, the data will help you unlock your full potential of how to reach your customers, whoever they are. The other point that was really good to me and stood out was that there's a ton of things small businesses are able to do, but they're not always doing it. You know, you got to make sure that you're really claiming that Google listing, Yelp listing, whatever site it is, that stuff is free. It's no cost to you, um, you know, or your business in order to go in there, uh, click the claim button, fill out some basic info, and that way it'll actually allow you to control some of the basic information that's located on those key sites about your business, okay? Think about your hours, especially during these times. Have your hours changed? Are they constantly changing day to day? They're not what they used to be. Things like that. You can update that, you know, by the hour, I believe, on sites like Google Maps, okay? This will clearly make it very easy for customers to be able to reach you. So tell me, what's your secret to reach customers during quarantine? Let me know at david at sharkbitebiz.com or if you're watching on YouTube, come on, you got to leave a comment below. What are you doing? What have you changed during quarantine? We're going to dedicate an episode to that in a couple weeks and we're going to be going over some of the user responses that we get. And also, personal plea for me, if you all want to see more videos like this, you want more detailed, in-depth discussions, give us the feedback, but also you got to please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and hit the subscribe button on YouTube to be up to date when all the new episodes of Shark Bite Biz drop. So with that, take care and I'll see you all next episode. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz.
We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 